0: welcome to we're talking we have an opinion about everything and it means absolutely nothing now here are your hosts the rocket surgeon and the brain scientist but we're not sure who's who craig malossa and josh Jacno. they're talking
1: welcome back to we're talking tonight our very special guest jay walker voice of the cajuns you know, Jay, we we, we we talked about Nichols. We talked about the different things that happened there. It is what it is. I mean, the Cajuns. When it comes down to it, the Cajuns have the victory, and I'll tell you what. Ten weeks from now, if the Cajuns are eleven and one, no one is going to worry about the game at Texas or. The game at uh, the game against Nichols. K-Jones. We have a lot to we got have a lot to look forward to, and I think that's where we need to focus.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I will say this though: the Kate there's no receiver in the Sun Belt that's as good as the one that we face Saturday. Now, there may be better quarterbacks, but as far as a, a tandem, ooh, I don't, I don't know if anybody's better than than those two guys. And I know, I know that there's no wide receiver better than the guy that the Cajuns faced on Saturday. That guy was really good and he's going to play on Sunday.
1: And that goes back to the thing where, where where transfers come in and all that. And, you know, you got the one-time transfer now. Will that continue to happen at the FCS level? We don't know, but at the same time,
0: no, no, we do know. Yes. The answer is yes.
1: Yeah. Because we saw it. He's there. It's going to be a very interesting time in college football. And, don't know the uh, – it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But let's look ahead. You know, Ohio played Duquesne this weekend. I, I forgot. I should have pulled that up and looked at who they played last week. Duquesne is a very small college in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh, in the middle of Pittsburgh. It's a Catholic university. Uh, can we read anything from that? I, I'll say you know you look at
0: the the two games that Ohio has played and understand that well after the season ended and Ohio didn't play very many games last year, Mid American didn't play a whole bunch of games. But after um, after the well after the season is over, Frank Solich decided to retire as the head coach at Ohio, and um, you know Frank Solich in his mid seventies and was a great football coach and had Ohio in the mix every year in the Mid-American Conference. He chose his own successor and in the first two games of the year, Ohio struggled mightily. They they lost to Syracuse at Peden Stadium in Athens uh, in a game where they did not score double-digit points. And then last week, also at Peden Stadium, uh, taking on uh, Duquesne, they only possessed the ball for about 19 minutes. Duquesne had possession time of over 40 minutes. Now, it was a close game. I think 28-26 was the final score. But Duquesne really kind of dominated that game. Now, Duquesne is a team that plays in the Pioneer League, which is not a full scholarship FCS league. Duquesne has about 40 scholarships, and they don't give out full scholarships to everybody. They, They... they can go ahead and, and divide their scholarships up. So if you're talking about an FBS school, playing an FCS school that only has 40 scholarships, you're supposed to win that game. And Duquesne kind of dominated that game in time of possession. They gave up some big plays. But um, we're used to Ohio being a contender in the Mid-America Conference. The first two games this year tells me that's probably not the case this time around.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at they lost to uh, uh Syracuse, which is not a big surprise, a, a ACC team. So 29 to 9, but at the same time, I agree with you. I mean, Ohio consistently has been is uh, been a decent team and whether you're playing in the Sun Belt or uh, the MAC, it's something to go to, but trivia. Trivia. Right. Here's some trivia. All right, let me hear it. Ohio
0: Chief. University, their fight song is called Stand Up and Cheer, which also happens to be the fight song of Western Kentucky University. Oh. The um the title is the same, the tune is the same, the lyrics are different, but um yeah. So you know, I love fight songs.
1: Oh I understand that. In, I love fight in, songs. In, in And I can deal with that because I love Nicknames, I love that, we talked about that I, you know uh, uh, Western Michigan, which are now the Broncos maybe? Correct. Uh, Used to be the Hilltoppers, but It was only for about 20 years from 1889 and not 1899 or so, which Only the reason I knew because a Very good friend of mine attended Western Michigan and their university Was on the top of a hill Mm -hmm. But and Ohio University, trivia time, come back to me here, Jay, is the oldest university in the state of Ohio. Correct. So, the Ohio State University may be that, the state university, but the Ohio University is the oldest university in the state of Ohio. Yes. So And, they,
0: and, and their fight song is the same as the Hilltoppers, just different lyrics. And da 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 da
1: da 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 With that rendition of the fight song, I am going to take a quick break. How many many of y'all can
0: do that? How many of y'all can do that?
1: But the the difference is I am not going to uh, go to a commercial break at this point. I am going to go to a quick break just to pause it. So, Because during that rendition, I needed another drink. Thank you. Well, we were on pause for a few seconds, but only because that... Uh, only
0: because Craig had to go to the bathroom.
1: That was not the truth. I'm, I th- I'm pretty sure Jay needed a drink.
0: Well, okay. both of those are probably true.
1: Yeah, I think it was true. I'm not sure why. Uh, but, okay, so Ohio University, I know we have mm, they have... They've had a difficult time. So far, yeah. So far. So, but Russ uh, Einstein, who is the... uh, Okay,
0: let me help you. Eisenstein.
1: Eisenstein.
0: Oh, excuse me.
1: Eisenstein.
0: Einstein was Albert, okay? Don't confuse him with Russ.
1: Okay. See, Russ, if you're listening tonight, and I know you have been in the past, Eisenstein will be with us uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday uh, before the game uh, and. I'm going to work with him on a couple of radio shows to be on, but once he's on, I'll let you know what radio shows he's on if you want to listen to him. But Russ is an awesome guy and he's been there for a while. How long has he been with?
0: You know, I don't know how long he's been at Ohio. Now Russ is from the Chicago area. Yeah. Um, And he's been the play-by-play guy at Ohio for a while. I do remember either the first or second New Orleans Bowl. Maybe it was one of the New Orleans Bowls. Okay. Um, Russ and Ohio they were playing in the Mobile Bowl and he came into New Orleans for the New Orleans Bowl and that's when I met him for the first time and I, I I'll say this first of all, Russ is a very good play-by-play guy. I mean he's excellent he's really really good. He's also one of the nicest human beings in in the profession that that I'm in that I've really ever met so, every time we've played Ohio I've looked forward to it because we get to hang out with Russ a little bit um, there aren't too many non-conference broadcasters that we've really developed a relationship with John Cox at Southern Miss I've known for a very long time Dave Nitz of course at Louisiana Tech who's now just doing baseball but um, Russ Russ is one of the good guys in our business and he's very, very good at what he does, and looking forward to, to spending some time with him. My understanding is he's coming in a couple days early, so we'll get a chance to uh, have a meal, uh, have a drink, just sit and visit. And he's he's a very knowledgeable guy as far as college football is concerned. Obviously, an expert in the Mid America Conference, and um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good when he gets here.
1: Well, that is my hope, is that we can talk. Our, our first visit, at least for the first 10, 20 minutes, is that we can talk about the Mid-American Conference and the weeknight games. How's that, How has that affected football? But back to Russ and himself, I mean, he was a uh, – Jim, our former RCF director, Jim Harris, was there at Ohio University and became friends with Russ. And, and that's
0: why Russ came over for the, for the New Orleans Bowl. Exactly. Was to – See Jim, and of course, that's that's when we got to meet him. Now, I know what Russ is going to tell you about midweek games.
1: Oh, I, I know too, but I want to hear from him.
0: He's going to tell you that if the Mid America Conference was playing those midweek games in September, it would be a whole lot better than them playing in late October into November when it's about two degrees.
1: Yeah, I, I really think that there's a huge difference with all of that. And I understand, as years go by, the difference with all of that. The NFL has switched to weeknight games. But at the same time, we've, we've got to look at what that does for our university as a whole. And uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it with Russ. And we'll talk about the different things. What it's done. Magnation. So. Uh, Maxion, Maxion, Maxion. Oh, my gosh. See, I've just screwed up everything. I've screwed up Russ's last well, name.
0: Well, you know, Look. It's a whole lot easier to, to say Einstein than it is to say Eisenstein.
1: Eisenstein okay because I
0: and geez. the first time I ever had him I, I had to contact him, I said, okay Russ, is it Eisenstein or Eisenstein? you know okay? And, and he said, no, it's Eisenstein, so I made sure I got it right. Um, but uh, you know, like I said, Chicago guy uh, yes. a Midwesterner. But well, a, but a, but a, a really really good
1: dude, man. I a like scholar mind. and gentleman, I will say. Uh, I mentioned to him that I was going to on eBay for Marty uh, Marty Brenneman's last game, which uh, I think he was sixty years or something like that. Or no, it's probably closer to fifty years as the play-by-play guy for the Reds, Cincinnati Reds broadcast. That I was going to go online on eBay to uh, to get they presented a radio for the first twenty-five thousand fans, just something like that. They had a radio with uh, Marty Brenneman's name on it and some earbuds. And I said, I'm I said I'll go on eBay. And he goes and and it happened to be the next weekend that that was happening. And Russ said, I'm going to the game that day. I'll get you one. I'm like, are you sure? And sure enough, Russ got me the radio, got me the box that it came in. It said Marty Brennaman and the earbuds, and it is in my collection of Reds memorabilia right now. And that is one of my most cherished gifts of everything I've got. I've got Pete Rose autograph balls. I've got Pete Rose autograph ba- uh, bats. <laughs> Singular
0: or plural? It's a.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm just, but but of everything I got, that is my most cherished gift. I mean, because Marty Brennan and and things that you won't think of on people. And stop it. You freaking ignorant prick right now. And I'm not even pausing this. I'm not going to edit this out. This cocksucker is sitting over there laughing at me. Hello. Yeah, exactly. You ignorant fucking prick. And I didn't mean to say ignorant. I'm sorry. See, now everybody. Oh, my gosh. This is what happens when you let Jay Walker drink. (laughs) Or maybe it's what happened when I drink. Well, I love my I just, Reds.
0: I just think it's amazing that Pete Rose's balls
1: are, Jesus. are, are not. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it right now. What that? I mean, did we really have to go there? I don't think. I'm not even looking you at You said it. I, didn't, oh I did goodness. not say it. You said this, it. None of this will be edited. That is the difference between us and other podcasts. I don't edit anything. <laughs> it is what it is. And we say what we say. And I want the honest to God truth. So, you see there? Oh my goodness. Now I don't even know where to. Uh, you're listening to We're Talking. That's what we're, what's happening with, with Craig Malasa and Jay. Walker. I don't even know if I said my name tonight. But, you know, Craig Malasa here. I'm your host tonight. And Jay Walker is our at sometimes very special guests. But I'm not even going to go there right now. Because I, there's so many things I could say. And just. Oh my God. I think we need to end this broadcast tonight. Because it was freaking awesome as It was. Until somebody started talking about somebody's balls. And then we went there. You talked about it. Oh, my God. I just listened. So, Russ. Go ahead, Eisenstein. Eisenstein will be our guest. And we will have at least one or two. And Russ, I've talked to. He asked me to talk to our radio broadcasters. We'll be on live at some point. And when we do that, follow us on we're talking to on Twitter. I will let you know where Russ is talking on those particular radio station, what time and listen. But I hope you enjoy tonight's episode. I enjoyed Jake being here to a certain extent, but at the same time, I really enjoyed the old Worcester eighteen ninety seven and Bond more than I enjoyed Jake. So, so for, for we're talking. For, go for, ahead, Jake. For
0: for for Marty Brennan's radio and Pete Rose's balls.
1: He's Craig. Okay. I see there. And this, oh my god. Good, good morning. I'm Craig Molosson. But we're talking, we're signing out. For Jay Walker, thank you for coming on. And I love you, brother. Love you too. Good evening or good morning where when you happen to be listening to this. Uh, welcome to another episode of We're Talking. Uh, tonight we're back in the bunker. And Jay, let me tell you. Does AC make a difference in this place or what?
0: Uh, yes, AC makes a difference. It is... Uh extremely comfortable to be here in the bunker and it won't be long before everything is finished and we're ready to uh, have a party and I just want you to know that I still have my 15 year old bottle of Knob Creek waiting for the time when you say okay bring it let's have a party.
1: I forgot all about that quite honestly but now I have motivation again. There you
0: go get you get your ass to work.
1: So but I'm gonna have to take the night off. We work normally in here uh, uh, Sunday afternoon, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. But this week, I have to take Thursday night because I'll be back in the booth with Jay Walker and Chris Lano, which is going to be great for me because I miss these two guys, I miss the fun, and I'm looking forward to it. But before we get into that, let's talk about the Nichols game, Jay. Before
0: we get into that, let me give a couple of shout-outs. Yes. First of all, to Elijah Mitchell. 100 oh. yards rushing in his professional debut with a touchdown run. Also, game ball. David Culley, the head coach of the Houston Texans, former Ragin' Cajun assistant, got his first win as a head coach today, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know how many wins Culley is going to get this year because Houston's not real good, but he starts his career 1-0 as a head coach. Congratulations to Coach Culley.
1: You know, I forgot all about that, and it's something I'm going to have to start looking at, and and something we need to look to kind of kind of a look back because I know we got a lot of raging Cajuns uh, that are in the minor leagues that we have not discussed at all. I have not done a uh, Diamond Club newsletter, so it's something we need to get into. So uh, not this week, but that, that great shout outs both of them. I know a 28 yard run for a touchdown for yes. Elijah Mitchell, or something uh-huh. like that. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I think it was thirty-eight, actually. Thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, but it, no, it it
0: is great. He has a great debut. Coach Cully has a great debut, and all is right with the
1: world. I agree. Go Cajuns. So, Nichols, and I know you made a emphasis, which I totally agree on on the on the, in the uh, on your broadcast. You said a lot of them people know them as Nickel State, and they prefer to be called Nichols, just right. as Magnese prefers McNeese versus Magnese State, as Memphis did several years back as well.
0: Well, they got the official name changed
1: to the yes. University of Memphis, yeah. So, uh, Nichols comes into town, and uh, your thoughts? I mean, I, I've got mine, and I'll ask you some questions, but I want to no. get your primary thoughts here. First of all,
0: you know that Tim Rebo was going to have them ready to play. They, they, went, they went through the wilderness with the storm. You know, but this was, I'm sure, personal for Coach Rebo, having spent 11 years here. And, uh, you know, you've got 105 kids from the state of Louisiana on that team. A lot of them probably wish they were wearing vermilion and white. So you knew that they were going to be ready. You knew this was going to be special to them. So I want to stop, before we start getting critical about anything, I want to stop and give big props to Coach Rebo and his staff. Six assistant coaches on that staff spent time either as a full-time or grad assistant here at Louisiana. But I I want to give them props for the fight that his team showed uh, and and the fact that they were ready to play from the get-go. Uh, I think they've got, at quarterback and at wide receiver, two tremendous talents. And it was um, a closer game than anybody expected it to be or wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, 50% of the teams that played football this week won, and the Cajuns were on the good side of that. And I don't give those back. I don't sit there and go, "Oh, this is, you know, a fan." That's for fans. Fans to bitch about wins. That's for them. I had an. I've I've called enough losses in my career to where I like every time the Cajuns win. So I left there happy uh, at Cajun Field Saturday night.
1: I, I agree. I mean, I think anytime you can get a win in any college game is great. And I think we have seen uh, there were five. I believe last week, not this past weekend, five six FCS uh, FCS teams had beat FBS teams, and this week did not disappoint again. And there were a lot of close games, not just with the Cajuns, uh, you know. So I, I I don't know what's going on there. I know at one time it was easier to transfer into the uh, FCS versus F- FBS. Will we see a, ch- a change? I don't know. But a lot of times, a lot of these kids come home and want to play in front of their parents in their hometown school, and they're pretty damn good players, and we saw that with, 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 with Nichols. So I, I'm not going to take anything away from them, and we know the story with Tim Rebo. Love the guy. Uh, Lano talked about him. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say except that, hey, uh, the team won, and I, I don't care what happens. Uh, a win is a win is a win, and we're going to move on from there. So, You know,
0: that having been said, now, there are a lot of, if the Cajuns are going to have the kind of success that I think the fan base wants and expects, there are some things that need to get better. And I have, you know, when, when something happens once, it's a statistic, when it happens more than once, it's a trend. And the trend right now is the Cajuns are having trouble running the football. And, you know, I I was talking to somebody Saturday morning and they said, they they brought up Levi. And I, I said, you know, this isn't about Levi. This program going all the way back to Ricky Bussell has been all about the ability to run the football. And you go and talk about the Cajun running backs that they've had over the years, starting with Tyrell Fenroy and then going through you know, Alonzo Harris and Elijah McGuire and Elijah Mitchell and Trey Regis and, and more. This team has struggled to run the football for two consecutive games. And I don't give a damn how good your quarterback is. You've got to be able to supplement things with the running game. And in the Cajuns' case, it's it has been for 15 years now the primary part of the Cajun offense. And that is something that's got to get better. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say it's on the offensive line or maybe the running backs aren't as good. I I'm not going to go there because I really don't know the answer. I just know that if this team's going to be successful between game 3 and game 12, they've got to do better running the football. That is my biggest concern. The defense was not my concern. I don't don't care how many yards Nichols had in the game. Here's the reality. From the first drive of the game to the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter, the Cajun defense allowed no touchdowns. So I got no problem with the defense. I thought the defense played fine. The Cajuns have got to be able to run the football. And that is going to be... My mantra for this football team from now
1: through the rest of the season. Well, I think the Cajuns actually have the the running backs to do that and take care of that. And I agree with you to a certain extent on that. And even though they held them out of the end zone, I think the Cajuns have to tackle better on defense. I, mean, I agree. We, we have to we have to we have to stop giving up the big plays. And if you take that away, oh. Jay, you know what I just thought of? I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt our podcast here for a moment because everybody is wondering because I'm probably just slurring just a half a little bit here, but I've had a couple. What are we drinking tonight? We've got some Old Forester 1897 Bottle and Bond, yes. which I think is at price point of about $43 a bottle, I think is one of the best bourbons out there and fairly new to the market. So... It's not being uh, snatched up like Blanton's are the other ones. I think it's a good price point. I think it's a great bottle. Your thoughts on the drink tonight? No, it's good. Uh, it's very good. You
0: know, I've tried many different Old Foresters. I know I of the, the Old Forester Statesman sometime back, yes. which I thought was good. I liked it. Uh, but this 1897 bottle in Bond is an excellent bourbon. And, and again, if you talk about price point, this is a real good bargain.
1: I just I I know our listeners, a lot of them or several of them have told me the only reason they they, they uh, tune in is because of our bourbon selection or our adult beverage selection. So, but you know we love our adult beverage. We like to have one or two or three. So, but it is what it is at this point. So back to the Cajuns. Um, I'll well, tell you what. Before we get that, we're, we're you're listening and we're talking. And we're going to come back. We're going to take a quick commercial break. So we're going to come back right after this. And then we'll get into Ohio who struggled a little bit. But we're going to get into that more. And we'll talk a little bit more about our friends at Ohio.